Wisdom Ways is all about living from the true power of who you are. Marianne Williamson once said, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. If that is true, then how can we let go of those fears and become one with our authentic power? Speaking from personal experience, insights, and stories of awareness, Richard Schultz, spiritual healer and guide, invites you to take a courageous journey with him to finally let go of your deepest fears and embrace inner power beyond measure. Get prepared to travel to the inner spaces that will expand your awareness, freedom, and mastery of life. Hi, and thank you so much for tuning in to Wisdom Ways to Living from Your True Power. I'm your host, Richard Schultz, and in these podcasts, we've been talking about how you can plug into your authentic power and potential beyond your ego. When we come from negative ego, we are using force, not true power. Force depletes our energy, or we try to steal energy from others. In the end, this is a lose-lose or no-win game for everyone. To live in our full power and to live a life aligned with our soul, we need to take the journey to reclaim the authentic power that we have lost or given away in the course of our life and become whole again. Whether we know it or not, everyone has an inner longing to be whole. That is what these podcasts are about, becoming whole. And in wholeness, we are powerful beyond measure. I'm honored that you're taking the time to listen to this podcast. If there is anything you do not understand or even disagree with, I invite you to send me an email and ask for clarification. I love hearing from you, and I also learn with each question how to communicate this message better. It will also stimulate me to evolve in my own understanding of this work and adjust to an expanded truth as I learn from you. If you've not listened to the previous podcasts, I invite you to go back and listen to them. The first few podcasts in the series, in particular, give you some important background information and concepts that will help you understand and integrate what we're talking about now. Those podcasts lay some foundations for the journey into what is commonly called shadow work or wholeness. I take a risk by calling this shadow work because people often want to run the other way at the very mention of shadow. We tend to run from our shadows, even if that is futile. We cannot actually escape shadow, just like we cannot escape from our physical shadow, except when you are standing in light from every direction. People consider shadow as their dark side or evil, and many people feel that our darkness should remain hidden or suppressed if we are to survive and have a good life. Religions have even taught us that if we are to become pure and worthy of God or heaven, we must fight all darkness and what is considered evil and the enemy. However, in my own experience, when we go to battle against something, we usually make that enemy bigger. What we focus on, especially when we add emotional energy to it, will expand. Jesus and other masters have taught us instead to love our enemies. Our greatest enemies are the ones that we have created within ourselves. This work is about shining the light of love and acceptance on those inner enemies to achieve lasting peace with them and by reflection a lasting peace in our own world. Some people 
have repeatedly done lots of work with their old wounds, with marginal results, or it just seems to get worse. That might be true. If you focus on your wounds, could they not also expand? Some people are addicted to the old wounds and old story and get benefits or payoffs from keeping that old story alive. They might even get subconscious healthy payoffs from personal development itself. And these payoffs will keep you rehashing the same stuff rather than moving on. However, when the shadow is worked with properly and fully, the old story is dropped and the old wound is forgiven and let go. Our personal development goes to a higher and higher level. We become more empowered and powerful in life. There is also a misconception that shadow means our darkness, or just our darkness. Instead, shadow is really everything about us that we have lost, given away, or rejected. Within our shadow, there is also our power, our brilliance, our worthiness, joy, and beauty, because all of us as human beings have rejected much of our light. The first powerful step on your path to wholeness is just to fully decide to take the journey to claim the truth of who you really are. Today, in this podcast, our subject is peace and the practice of peace. I feel this subject is very fitting. All human beings seem to want peace and strive for peace, but few find lasting peace. Our inner and outer world appears to be in continuous chaos, conflict, and confusion. Everywhere there is war. The world is currently in a war against terrorism, poverty, disease, cancer, bullies, obesity, corruption, against everything considered bad. We have made enemies of everything we don't like and spend almost unlimited resources fighting these so-called wars. The military-industrial complex, for example, makes up a large portion of our economies, as does the pharmaceutical industry. Could our economies be addicted to war and to drugs? I think so. But will these wars ever end? Can they be won? If we do win some of these wars, do we just replace the enemy with a far more sinister enemy to fight? Or are we addicted to war, to conflict, to struggle, to drama, and to chaos? By going to war against something, how much do we actually create or expand the very thing we are fighting? Is there another way to peace that is far more effective than fighting for it? It seems kind of strange to me to fight for peace, but that is exactly our approach that the world has taken. A few weeks ago, I facilitated a peace conference for an organization. They were passionate about peace and creating peace in the world. Their individual and collective desire for peace topped the charts. It is amazing what can happen when passionate people come together for a purpose. I remember saying to my sponsor that this conference should be easy to put together with the organizing committee. I assumed that this group would be a peaceful sort that would quickly find agreement on the purpose and vision for the conference. I assumed there would be very little conflict with this organizing committee. My sponsor laughed and suggested that this might be one of the more challenging facilitation assignments I'd ever had. He was right. Although these people had a vision to create peace in our world, 
they were creating extraordinary conflict within themselves and within their group. Conflict is a form of passion. And as I said, this group was full of passion for peace. So I could have guessed and predicted that shadows of peace might emerge here. One thing I've noticed in my own life is that if I have a strong desire to stand for some cause, then everything within me that that does not align with that cause will show up so that I can choose to be in integrity with what I'm standing for and become aligned with what I desire. I get the opportunity to become aware of where I'm not walking my talk and decide how I will be, think, and act. For example, if I desire to be truly authentic, life experience will show me where I am not authentic, if I pay attention. If I desire to be whole, my shadows will present themselves so that I can transform them and be whole. As I've said in previous podcasts, the universe, in my experience, is very cooperative and creative in assisting us with our desires. It will lead us to the most efficient path to our desired destination and expose all of what does not belong, if we choose to follow that guidance and to do the alignment work. In this peace organizing committee, multiple shadows emerged to play havoc with their peaceful organization of this conference. The primary shadow was of a masculine-feminine polarity. Peace and war in our history has been dominated by masculine energy. Men have been the protectors, aggressors, the warriors, as well as the peacemakers in our patriarchal societies for generations. Several women in this group perceived that a couple of the men in the group were being dominating, controlling, and directive. They were in conflict with this masculine doing style and did not feel their own ideas were being heard or considered with any weight. True or untrue, the women perceived this to be true and were triggered by it. They had a charge against this directive, controlling, masculine approach and were over-dramatizing it because of their own unhealed wounds or shadows. Whenever there is an over-the-top dramatization or charge against something in our reality, then there is an unintegrated shadow playing havoc behind the scenes. It does not mean that the other person or persons are not doing the behavior in question. On the contrary, they are likely reflecting a perfect mirror, and they probably have their own work to do. In this case, my own experience was that these men were being directive, dominating the conversation, and in control of the action. Behind this, I also experienced their good intentions and passions for this conference, and the vision of what they desired to create. Some of these men did have very directive and dominant personality types, which have been generally serving them quite well in achieving their goals up till now, even if in this case they were pushing a lot of buttons. These men had their own shadows to be aware of and an opportunity to also transform them. Fueled by the mutual passion for outer peace, conflict, confusion, and chaos emerged with this organizing committee. These shadows of peace emerged in full force, and there was a somewhat hidden war that emerged within the organizing committee. We're going to take a short break right now.
And after the break, I'm going to continue the story of this peace committee and the conversation on the shadows of peace, the challenge it presents, and the opportunity we each have for creating peace in our own world. You're busy. Your life is hectic. But if you take just a few minutes every day for yourself, you can improve your relationships, health, success, and self-esteem. All you need to do is join Richard Schultz for his online course, The Refreshing Beliefs Method. You'll learn how to release fears and how to use your whole mind to achieve your goals toward a better life. Join Richard Schultz online today at refreshingbeliefs.com. Get back in charge of your life. That's online at refreshingbeliefs.com. Welcome back to the second half of Wisdom Ways to Living from Your True Power. Before the break, I told you about a story of a peace committee that had challenges staying in peace with themselves and with each other. The experience of this conflict within the committee was a great opportunity to learn about the challenges of creating peace through a personal experience. In the second half of this program, we're going to continue the conversation about the shadows of peace. People of peace shouldn't be in conflict, right? They should be peaceful all the time, never angry, never yell at each other, never use violent behaviors, and always treat others as equals. And they must always listen and find compromise, right? (laughs) Do you hear the words always, should, never, and must in those words? These are characteristics of shadow. As long as we suppress and make an enemy of conflict, chaos, and confusion, we will never find peace. There is nothing wrong with chaos, conflict, or confusion unless we make an enemy of them. Then we create a war against them, which actually enhances their potency in our experience of reality. Several people in this peace group carried unresolved shadows of peace as evidenced by the charge they held against the behaviors of others in the group or their experience of the group dynamics. Their subconscious reactions to the shadows were behaviors like being passive-aggressive, talking behind others' backs, or just boiling inside as they projected their shadow and wounds onto the others. The others were wrong, not them. These individuals had stepped out of peace with themselves and with each other and had a difficult time taking full responsibility for their own suppressed but still violent behavior. They couldn't see or take responsibility for their own violence because they had already decided that they can't or shouldn't be violent. They had banned violence into the shadows along with chaos, confusion, and conflict. They were not supposed to be that way themselves, so they projected it onto others in their group and could not even see how they themselves were behaving. There's nothing new here. If you've not listened to the Mirrors of Relationship podcast, that is a good one to go back and listen to or review. What was happening in this committee was very human. The opportunity is to step beyond the human ego reaction by looking in the mirror and transforming it. In this, you will find peace with that shadow. Drop your behavior and stop attracting that particular mirror to you. At the very least, you will not be triggered by that particular mirror and step into forgiveness and compassion. It is the practice of peace. This 
peace group was in so much conflict that they almost abandoned their project and some even left the team. The good news is that they did carry on and did the best they could to resolve their differences and in the end they had a very successful conference which generated a lot of ideas from their collective passion for peace in the world. This organization is wanting to create peace in the world and they got to experience firsthand how difficult that could be. The challenges this group had with each other was pale in comparison to people who've been at actual war with each other. People in this peace group did not feel listened to or respected. This created a conflict experience that was difficult to manage and overcome. They went to war with each other. Compare that to people at war who have had their friends and families maimed, killed, and raped. They've had their houses burned and property stolen. They've been tortured or enslaved. It puts things into a different perspective, doesn't it? It really drives home the energy contained in our wounds and shadows to create havoc and take us out of peace. If we want peace in the world, we need to become peace within ourselves. And we must deal with our shadow. As I said, the peace conference went ahead. And in the end, it was highly successful in discussing and creating strategies for peace. What participants were not aware of was that chaos, confusion, and conflict were some of the friendly ingredients that they made this meeting as successful as it was. I facilitated the conference in a group process called Open Space Technology. Open Space Technology is fueled by passion and the willingness for participants to take responsibility for their own passions. The meeting agenda is seemingly birthed in chaos and then self-organized into an orderly structure by an empowered group. Participants are invited to let go of attachment to the time, who comes to the meeting, and to the outcome itself. Participants are also invited to notice their own energy and follow that energy to where they need to be and what they need to do. Sometimes this also creates conflict and confusion that they need to sort out for themselves and with each other. Open space technology shifts the paradigm of how people work together, and yet it is a very natural way to work and create together. People are usually blown away by what can be achieved in a short time within this particular meeting process. This meeting process creates space for underlying subconscious beliefs, emotions, and assumptions to come into conscious awareness so they can be hopefully dealt with and transformed. Hidden conflicts within individuals and between individuals often come into the open, and that is exactly what happened during this peace conference. Although not everyone was aware of it, many individual and collective shadows emerged in this meeting, presenting to the group an opportunity to be aware of them and in some cases transform them. At the very least, some became aware of how difficult creating peace in our outer world can be if we do not match that effort with our own work at inner peace. So how about you? Are you creating situations in your world that take you out of peace with yourself or others? Do you find your own thoughts towards yourself or others to be violent, but are unable to shift them into forgiveness or compassion?
Do you have lots of shoulds, shouldn'ts, won'ts, or can'ts in your belief systems that put you at war with yourself or others? Do you judge others as violent but perpetuate your own inner violence in a different way, such as being passive-aggressive? In order to be at peace, do you get rid of the mirrors or do you transform the mirror? An example of getting rid of a mirror would be to shut out people that make you feel upset and out of peace and surround yourself with only nice people. Another strategy would be to turn off all news so you don't hear about violence that gets you upset. Alternatively, transforming the mirror would be to go inside, do the inner work of forgiveness and embracing the shadow so that the mirror naturally collapses and those people just don't come into your life anymore. They vibrate out of your life without you needing to do anything at all. By getting rid of the mirror rather than transforming it, another mirror will always find a way back to you. By transforming the energy behind the mirror, you are free of that mirror forever. If you'd like to start the work of identifying and transforming the shadows that keep you from peace, please contact me. If you're stuck somewhere in your life and are looking for greater freedom and expansion, then you'll benefit by discovering and embracing the shadows that are keeping you stuck and claiming the power those shadows have for you. Remember that some of those shadows might be called your brilliance, worth, value, success, joy, power, or beauty. Do you own those qualities or not? If I can serve you on your journey to becoming whole in your true light, then email me, ring me up, or make an appointment with me. You'll find me at www.wisdomways.net. Thank you for tuning in to Wisdom Ways to Living from Your True Power here on the TLRstation.com, powered by Tenacious Living International, where it's all about living outside the box. Have a fantastic day, everyone. Are you ready to claim your authentic power? Visit www.wisdomways.net slash power to gain instant access to Richard's free video course on being powerful. And if Richard said something today that truly impacted you and you'd like to talk with him further about it, please connect with him directly at 403-247-8042. Thanks for listening to Wisdom Ways. Have a great day. Talk with you next week.